beautiful. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Well, I mean, I'm kind of good. I'm I'm <laughs> not feeling great. So I need you actually. I need I'm nauseated, so I need acupuncture. Yeah. That helps it. Um Anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to But We Digress. Today we are talking about Unsolved Mysteries, Season 3, Episode 2. And the title of this one is um, Something in the Sky. Something in the Sky. Such a good episode. It is. So I was very pleasantly surprised. I was happy that this one wasn't as um, biased as the other one was. Like the other, the first episode, you know, how it left like a whole bunch of stuff out and we're yeah. like, it was a little like skewed. This one, I didn't feel like that was anything. I didn't feel that way watching it. And then when I went and did the research afterwards, I didn't yeah, like, I agree. find anything crazy. You know, everything is, was in, it was in the episode. So um so I felt much more like, I felt like they redeemed themselves from that aspect. <laughs> right. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens now that this has aired, because there were so many sightings back then. Um, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more people coming forward with pictures yes. or just things that they recorded or, and it was 90, it was 94 from correct. 1994, yeah. March 8th, 1994. Yeah. So cell phones, cell phones were not a thing yet, but I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more evidence coming forward. Yeah. They're, the people who they haven't talked to mm-hmm. are, um, will start to come forward now. Um, so this is UFOs, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and do you want, oh, I guess we can share those at the end if you want. Share your stories, your personal experiences with <laughs> UFOs. Um, uh, or what do they call it? UF, not UFOs, UF. Uh, like, AF. Uh, what is the other word for UFO not they're using? Yeah, some other, not an other? object, but they would call it like, I don't know. Looking it up ship or something um but the time they call me oh, UFOs, U- uap unidentified aerial phenomenon okay yeah well we'll just call them ufos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what we're talking about because <laughs> that's what they are they're unidentified they're flying and they're objects so um well, well let's go back to march 8th 1994 <laughs> mm-hmm. do you want to take See, it away yeah, I'd say I was nine. This was in Michigan. I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it started with everyone, all these 911 calls coming in with, I think they said over 60 people um, calling in saying that they had seen bright lights. They were describing unidentified UFOs. Um, Out over Lake Michigan. Yeah, and around, and it was funny because they were, you could tell like the hesitation in people's voices when you listen to the 911 tapes. Like, do I call 911? I don't want to take up your space. Time. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Uh-huh. Um, so they were just getting so many calls in that it ended up that somebody from the police called the actual weather center to ask if they had seen anything in the sky. The National Weather Service operator on duty in Muskegon, Michigan. Yes. Who is a scientist who did not really believe in UFOs. Yes. Um, Absolute scientist, right? Like, right. Up and down the board. 
geek science weather geek his whole life and Mm -hmm. now he's living the dream in muskegon michigan working solo the overnight shift or whatever it was monitoring radar or whatever it is they they do there (laughs) which was interesting so when they made that phone call of course it was recorded and so we get to hear the conversation which was edited for the tv show but they have a um actual transcript i believe of the 911 call on unsolvedmysteries.com mm-hmm. or have like evidence which was cool um so of course you know they're describing the lights and hey we got people calling in they're calling and seeing lights what do you see oh well, let me just check my equipment yeah okay um kind of laughing it off you know not expecting to find anything but sure enough on the radar there was a ufo which is hard to see which you know i'm not i'm not a um meteorologist or anything like that so i don't know how the equipment necessarily works but he explained it as though it's like you're in a dark room and you're you have a flashlight and you're trying to find a fly that's consistently like constantly moving around so um but it sounded like the the object was moving at different speeds it was moving at different um heights off the ground in the water so um of course and what's cool about this too is they show him like, I mean, obviously reenacted mm-hmm. for TV or whatever, but they show what would have been like him watching the radar and seeing how the radar thing goes around in the little bloop, bloop mm-hmm. circle and the little, tr- the whatever, like the, the ray showing where the, th- the three dots were mm-hmm. that represented the, the things in the sky, the metallic objects flying in formation or whatever. And so also, I thought it was cool because it yeah. could show that. Yeah super cool and also that they charted out the the, like diagrams of the radar on the website as well which i thought i just started pulling that up so i'm like wow this is fascinating i'll have to look into it more but they did put that under the evidence so of course being a scientist he wants to eliminate everything he can or figure out what it is um and i think one of the things he said was it was very shiny so it had to have been like a metallic type substance Mm -hmm. that um with the rate the speed that it was going it was impossible for it to be like swamp gas or um like a balloon or things like that um and then i think the one turned into the three it was changing Mm -hmm. um and then it stood. this was like the big one was it just stopped and was stationary for a while over the water yeah Uh, so that was and he's you know pretty fascinating if you ask me um, yeah yeah so he's like watching them and and like they they shift speeds and altitudes like faster than anything like he said they 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 looked kind of like like an aircraft of some kind mm-hmm. the metallic whatever you could tell by like you said the way the radar was hitting and they could tell it was dense or you know whatever it was but it wasn't behaving like aircraft does because of the weird formation bouncing and then the splitting off, like one split into three or whatever and, and all of that. So, yeah. So Mr. Jack was thoroughly starting to wonder what the hell is going on. Um, And so what else did he eliminate? Well, the, the police off, I think it was a police officer, 911 dispatcher said, Hey, we're getting calls of lights. And so, um, then what happened 
he was talking about well i guess we could talk about the couple right that was camping we're kind of bringing in something else yeah so i mean all of these so they the the episode itself bounces between all of these different witnesses to it right mm-hmm. and it, go, it spends a lot of time with the weatherman who's you know everybody's hero at, at this point which is a shame considering what happened to him after you know how we distracted how the mud, yeah um after all this but um yeah, he talks about how like um, you know they, they they circled around. There's lights and how oh it's silent. Like that's the the couple that was camping was talking about that too. If you which want. I wish they would have found them if they're still alive. I don't know how old they are or whatever. Yeah. but that would have been a good interview. They said that the, the another thing the weather guy said was because the locate he noticed the location was always over the open part of the water in the center, and it was specifically it was not over the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and to him that was important um, because of I don't, I'm not entirely sure. But then one of the accounts, one of somebody I forget who it was though that's um, there was an account of it was like taking up water, like one of the yeah, things. Yeah, so it looked like a white waterfall. Yeah, like a water spout, but like the ship was actually taking up the water and and it couldn't like I guess to debunk the water spout theory. It's not a water spout. There was no weather that night. There was clear, the radar was clear, everything was clear. So there was mm-hmm. no weather that would have caused a water spout. So yeah, and I think that had to do with the ice because if they were over the ice, they wouldn't have been able to maybe necessarily pull up all that water. So they were in that open right. space of there water. There seemed to be something about that. Yeah, and they said that he they were there at that point there were multiple ships they were rendezvousing in that area. So it makes you think like were the aliens there to obtain resources? Well, do they need our water? You know, yeah, like what is what is that about? So that you know, they could have been taking up resources and stuff. They were he would the weather guy was talking about them looking like they were trying to communicate with each other like the way or communicate with us because he they were doing in this formation and as the radar moved they stayed in that band on the radar mm-hmm. thing so it's like they knew what it was doing so that they could be seen so they were intentionally trying to be seen was what he he got from that yeah so i don't know like the, there's like if you dive into this rabbit hole on on the internet like you get the, like the galactic federation like or something like there's there's like actual meeting apparently for mm-hmm. those who believe in this world there's like this meeting of people in this galactic federation you know or, or entities i guess i should say because yeah. <laughs> the only people you know but all of the other entities from all of these other planets and they all meet up i wonder if that was you know what i mean well they did say too um on the unsolved mysteries that and maybe it was the unsolved mystery site or I started going digging into like the NSA and like the freedom um was it the Freedom Act? I can't Boy, think right freedom now. Freedom of information. Freedom of information. Yeah, it's late. Boy, sorry. <laughs> it is 10 o'clock, everyone. We're we're not that young anymore. But um I know right? information it's 10 o'clock on a Friday night. What are you doing? <laughs> but um it was interesting because they said that that particular evening on the March 8th, 1994, there were crazy amounts of sightings all over the US that one particular day. So I can't remember which resource I found it from. I can Oh, I remember reading that too. And and mm-hmm. and so somebody had a theory that like because of the speed at which they were moving, like they could have been over Lake Michigan and then in Washington where they were spotted or spotted also, and then back to Michigan, you know, and 
instantaneously practically you know yeah i mean they said the speed that they were going jack the weather guy said that they could go from new york to la in two minutes which is not physically possible with our technology so so yeah you have like i think they said something like it was reported by over 300 people now which in today's day and age 300 doesn't seem like very many you know um like that's a low day mm-hmm. of likes on Instagram, you know, <laughs> for people. But um, in March 1993, when nobody had cell phones, mm-hmm. you know, or 1994, nobody had cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody had, and we didn't have any of this instantaneous communication. We didn't have the technology, like cell phone cameras and stuff. And we can talk about cameras because that's a whole thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, why are there no pictures of this? Um, but yeah back then that was a lot of people calling the police department you know whether they called 901 or the non-emergency line or whatever it is that's a lot of people in an area to call and you do, and you it makes you wonder because there was this like people were viewed as they talked about mental health like people were viewed as crazy if they saw ufos unstable and so there may have been that underlying fear of people not wanting to report it so who knows how many people just chose not to exactly exactly because Um, of that you know so for people who say oh well this you know this is just a hoax or it's just a few people colluding whatever you're going to get over 300 people colluding Mm -hmm. to, to give the exact same description of it like that doesn't make common sense it doesn't pass the smell test as they say and at the end of the day our government has admitted now with with all the release of documents that there are unidentified flying objects so now whether that be alien people can say it's russia or it's who whatever they want to say at the end of the day our government's saying this is not our technology or this is not us so it's unidentified we don't know what right so um there's that you know um yeah i mean so, so we have this, you know, this, this event that all of these people see, right. They all give the same descriptions of it. So, you know, to me, it's much more plausible that these are actual aliens than 300 people colluding to tell a hoax story. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I'm at. Well, and um, if you hear the calls, you can hear it in their voice. Like they, it's, it's, they're scared. Some of them were like, confused some of them were scared right. the the weather guy talks about how he talked he called his wife and asked his wife to go look at him and his wife was scared right after like, listening to what he you know listening to everything he, she's like uh-uh nope yeah so let's talk about what the pictures why are there is there this no pictures of this scenario right well first of all it's 1994 right so here's the thing about cameras in 1994 right and i am cribbing a lot of this from um this person on reddit made this really good post about it so i'm i they it was very informative so i'm taking it kind of from there but back then you don't have the kind of cameras that we have now you know first of all we don't have cell phones don't have cell phone cameras nobody has a camera in their pocket much less a good quality camera like you know, back in in the nineties, you either had an, an actual like plastic camera that you put film in, or you had like a disposable camera, right? Which we God all know those were terrible pictures. God forbid, <laughs> maybe you had a Polaroid, right? So then, what do you do? You take your your film the next day to the CVS and you know check the box and pay the extra money for the hour developing, which is done by like 
Jojo the flip flop boy down the street who's like 13 trying to like develop these things, <laughs> you know, and, and and of course, you know, disposable stupid cameras like these aren't you're just if they're as bright and light as they were described, like that's just going to look like a complete overexposure. On, yeah. on a camera right or the lighting will overcompensate and then it'll be completely dark like no one's you're not gonna get you're not gonna get any kind of um good stuff you know mm-hmm. um you so if somebody had a really good camera they could have done it but i mean well and nobody's walking around with camcorders i mean i remember when i was really young my dad had like the big camcorder. Like he was the cool guy with the one on your shoulder. Looks like a professional camera, but it was really just old and huge. Nobody had those. Like right. you had them at your house that you pulled out for special occasions or whatever. You don't keep them in your car for UFO sightings or random right, Bigfoot right. sightings. So so this is so this is what this guy said. That if anyone in 1994 was going to take a photo of what happened, they would need to be out on a dock over Lake Michigan with a high quality SLR with a good lens zoomed in on a tripod pointed out at the hovering UFO allegedly sucking up water for a half an hour camera would need to have 800 or 1600 speed film for low light conditions 3200 possible but you risk severe grain at that speed the camera shutter would need to stay open for at least 10 minutes or longer and you would need to hope that the light from the object stayed consistent and not moving which we know wasn't <laughs> happening because they were all described as moving um but any bit of movement from the ships or the lights on them would affect the image and then you would need to carefully develop for low light exposure so the local drugstore i.e jojo's flip-flop boy down the street the walgreens would not suffice and then if the image is suggestive of something in the sky soaking up water, then you need to parade that around to whoever would listen in 1994 that you were out at one in the morning on a dock at Lake Michigan, taking pictures, long exposure night shot of a UFO <laughs> siphoning <laughs> fresh water from Lake Michigan. Ta-da. Yeah. So thank well, you very much. <laughs> that was very technical. That right user. Right. right. Very awesome. So I felt that was, um, I was like, okay, that, that explains a lot. You know, I try mm-hmm. to, you know, look, think about like on 4th of July, all the people who try to post pictures of, Ooh, here's fireworks. And all it's you all see blurry, is, like, like blurry and- well, and also it was like, it was March, but it was still really cold. People weren't just like sitting out on their porches, you know, having yeah, a beer. Is, like it was cold in Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. And yeah. Um, so talk about what happened to Jack after. This, this poor because guy. the journalist got a hold of this the call because freedom of information act the call got released now it's out in the public everybody hears this conversation they hear him basically confirming that there's these ufos out here and all of the information about him so you've got this renowned scientist in his field yeah. suddenly and- in 94 saying look at these ufos and of course, the first thing that the National Weather Service does is they come out with a statement, right, saying, well, this was this, it, it, you know, they try to explain it, which, of course, Jack confirmed and everyone else that that's not true. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
he said that if he had done any interviews on his own, he knew he would have been fired. He did not like consent to having this, you know, leaked, but it was a, it was a 911 call yeah, or a police was, call. I right, mean, it's on so, a police recorded line. You know that. Yeah. Right. And so of course it got out and, uh, ha I, and he wasn't happy about it. So he was looked upon as kind of like Looney Tunes and his own coworkers were making jokes with him, hanging UFO uh, stuff around the assholes. office. Yeah. It was, a, it sounds like a toxic work environment, which. I mean, in 94, you were, you know, a fetus. So <laughs> but I was out in the professional world and culture in the 90s was toxic. It was, mm -hmm. it just was. The 90s in general as a decade were fairly toxic, especially the fashion, but we won't go I in. And the 90s. eyebrows, the I eyebrows are just, I'm not even. Thin and barely there. Yeah. Um, or was that 2000s? But either way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> early 2000s. But yeah, I mean, this poor guy was ridiculed and I don't remember if he actually got fired or if he just quit because he ended happened? up taking a job in like Atlanta or something. To get away. Yeah, he moved get away. away. He stayed yeah. with the weather service because once you're in with the government, you're in with the government, right? So like he took advantage of that and took a job elsewhere. But still, he's the he had to uproot guy. his whole family, which he grew up there. He That was his home. He didn't want to leave his friends and his family. And so, and again, back then in the night, 90s, there was no Reddit or internet, but people talked, and uh, his name was pretty much um, ruined. Yeah, he's the weatherman with UFOs, right? <laughs> yeah, and by the way, he was actually stating facts. I mean, the the call itself, he was describing everything with yeah. science, with literal science. Like this is this, yeah. this is this, um, and people still wanted to. He's not saying what they were. He's just saying this is right. what it's showing, and it can't be this. It can't be this. So, yeah, so he, I guess, he ultimately retired, and now he's, like, embraced this full force, and I fully support this 100%. Mm -hmm. He's just, he decided to go back into it. He goes back to Michigan, and he starts talking to people, like, the, the, the Spaceship Society people, and he starts talking to everybody. He's trying to get more people to talk about this, so he's like, you know what? I'm associated with this now. Like, I'm balls in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Embrace it embrace you it know, i feel yeah. like it has shifted now since 1994 i feel like the you're not looked upon us as crazy when you say hey i believe in ufos or aliens maybe there are yeah there's still people yeah. that think you're crazy but it's different it's it's not as tough i guess you could say yeah yeah um I, I think it's definitely a different environment plus you have all the government stuff that's coming out where they're declassifying some stuff and where they're yeah. like, talking more about it and you've got more renowned people like you know some of these um astronauts that are coming out and talking about their you know what they you know experienced and witnessed and and stuff and of course you know who knows what's still classified you know right. and then you have like you have the internet sluice now because nasa has released released satellite images and you can access all kinds of stuff now online right. so i actually have a friend from college he like literally will look at google i don't know satellite stuff and look at like i don't know just the moon and stuff and see all kinds of stuff in the sky um but it's very fascinating because um, we, as regular people, can have so much access to things that we didn't have yeah. before. So, like, like we, like how we started out the episode, right? Like you were talking about, like you hope more people now with the with this episode, this unsolved mysteries that came out, and and the attention that the series is getting now, more people hopefully will talk about it. Hopefully, who saw it, and not just that, but other other situations too. Maybe more people will feel more empowered to talk about these things. Personally, I believe we cannot, I'm not 
I don't know. I, I believe that we cannot be the only thing out here. I guess I, I agree. guess is what I'm saying. I agree. Um, I don't know what else is out there, but I just I believe that there has to be something because we can't be the only ones. We are such a minuscule part of the entire universe. Like it's right. It's just right. yeah. It's not one of those things that I've gone down like the true, true rabbit hole on as far as like my knowledge of it, the way that like I know other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it, it is fascinating, like the mini rabbit hole that I've gone down, yeah. you know, learning about the Galactic Federation. I've got somebody on my Instagram feed that totally is is all completely into this and it goes to the galactic federation or now i have to look that up i'm gonna write that down or whatever it is i'll i'll just i'll send you the um instagram account of this this woman who she spreads awareness and does classes and all kinds of things fascinating yeah yeah maybe one day we'll we'll have her on and she can explain all this stuff to us (laughs) well and i think a lot of people are just fearful and they're they're fearful what they don't understand so they don't even want to acknowledge or look into it like they're just True. nope you know yeah there's no issues there. with that here mm-hmm. <laughs> on earth yeah exactly. people don't, don't like what they don't understand <laughs> yeah much less in the, the galactic federation <laughs> or whatever it is they were out there for hours um and i would you know I am definitely interested in hearing what more people have to say of it. I'm really interested to hear what people in other locations, maybe, you know, because this was all centered around the Lake Michigan. I I would be really curious to see what comes out now about what people saw at that same time. Yeah, and it actually, I can't tell you the year that I saw the first UFO, but I was around 10. Um, I know I was in about fifth grade. I wasn't in middle school yet. And I was born in April. I yeah, was born in April. <laughs> so 85. And so March, 1994, I mean, that could have been around the time I saw the first one. I'm not sure though. I can't confirm that, but it's interesting that that was a busy time for the yeah, tell me tell me about your experiences so, okay. I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, and it's the suburb of DC However, where I grew up is not in like the city of Silver Spring. It's more on the outskirts near um, a city called Burtonsville, which is like more rural, I guess you could say, but still city-like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I had two bedrooms in my window growing up um, facing like the neighbor's house across the street. I lived in, you know, your typical neighborhood. Um, I woke up to use the restroom, I believe. It was dark in my room. My shades were open. And I remember getting up out of bed and something caught my eye, like, and I thought it was a street light right outside of my window, but it was very bright. So I'm like, what? And and I just kind of walked up to the window and I literally see this UFO slowly descending behind two, there's my neighbor across the street. And then I would say like two rows past hers, like, and there was like some woods. I literally see this object just going like this, just moving down slowly. And I was frozen in fear because I was thinking, now I don't sleepwalk. I don't have any sleep issues or anything like that. I know what I saw. And I stood there. What shape was it? 
So this is where it was weird. And I stopped because I said to myself, what is that? Because it was not like your typical disc shape of what everyone seems to want to draw out. So it was more like this, which is what what shape is this? Like a teardrop kind of shape. It was round at the bottom. It looked like a Hershey Kiss-ish. Okay. Okay. It was more round. And it had not just like one row of lights circling it. It was like a lot of lights. Um, were the lights attached to the thing or were they like around it like rings? It was, was like ra- it was attached. Like you could see separate lights, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. um, but they were all around it. It wasn't just okay. like one solid. Okay. And I just stood there and I looked for a second and I was just like, what, what is that? And I was so scared how because how I, was, I had to have been in fifth grade. So maybe around nine or 10. Okay. I don't know how okay. old. So I'm looking out of the window and I'm now I can like, I feel I'm pressed against the glass of the window and I'm, it's cold. Cause I'm like frozen. And I'm like, and then I thought the first thing that crossed my mind is, oh my God, can they see me? Right. Cause I'm like uh-huh. looking out and I was like, oh, what is that? And so I don't have like a <clears throat> knowledge of aircrafts or anything. I know what helicopters and planes look like. But I'm looking, I'm like, that is not a helicopter or plane or that anything that I've ever seen. And I didn't have the internet back then to start like right. Googling what I saw. So it just was embedded in my in my memory. I mean, I will never forget that. Right. Night. And then it just it disappeared behind the trees. And I went to bed and I just stayed in bed. Well, I shouldn't say I fell asleep. I just laid there, I think, until the next morning. I just couldn't move, didn't want to get my parents wow. up. Just frozen in fear because i thought are they coming for me do they see me looking at them even though it was far away so (laughs) that was the first time and then the second time i was with my dad and we were in the car and i was in high school so it was not young coming back from swim practice he was driving so i was definitely not 16 probably 15 i guess and we were just driving down 198 which is a street near where i live there was like some farmland, which is very rare where I live. There's like no farmland. It's like a very tiny farm. And um, over the field, I see a UFO. And it's like the more, you know, the one you typically think of when you think of UFO. Okay. Like the stereotype street. type of right. thing. And I, I'm sitting in the back seat. So somebody was with me. Was it my brother? I think it was my brother with me. I don't remember. But I'm all I know is I was sitting in the back seat. I was looking up through the window and I said, Oh my God. Holy shit. And I pointed, I said, dad, dad, look at this. And and it's funny now because like being an adult, I can see where he was coming from. So he did one of these like, uh," and then just totally did not want to acknowledge it. Right. Like it wasn't there. Right. I was like, dad, do you you see that? Right. Well, well, uh, 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 uh," and then just like completely, I'm sure it's nothing. Do you talk to him about it now? I have not brought it up in years. You should. I should. We brought up the ghost talk recently. Okay. Okay. But that's a whole other story. But that's um, a whole that's a whole other whole set other of episodes. <laughs> right. But I will say that I know what I saw. I know what he saw because I saw his reaction to uh-huh. me pointing to this guy and him looking out. And um that was just kind of hovering more than anything. It didn't really do anything. It was just hovering over the field. And it was pretty high up. It wasn't like really low to the ground. So I wasn't scared that it was gonna like kidnapping or anything but it was still kind of freaky and we were go- we were driving it wasn't like i was in my house by yourself staring yeah, at standing the thing there, right. staring back at you like the watcher so i'm like so what is that what are the odds of like two different crafts like in my area and i you know you know we live near each other sort of like the yeah. dc area it's a very highly populated area mm-hmm. right we're yeah. near every military with lots of limited airspace 
Right. And I'm like, okay, we've got Andrews Air Force Base. We've got, you know, the Pentagon is with in between both of us, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, closer to you. But like, it's, we've just got so many different things. The NSA. Um, That's which, over by you. Right. I drive by the NSA almost every day. I drive by yeah, the NSA. Yeah, when I used to live out there, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah. And so we've got like, going, every- <laughs> hmm, what's happening up there? <laughs> I call the NSA, this is like a little off topic. I call it the Bermuda Triangle because every time I drive by the NSA, there's like two or three broken down cars. I'm like, what are you doing breaking down in front of the NSA? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Mm. Then you've got like the police coming out. I don't know. It's super awkward, but Super yeah, weird. So those are my UFO stories. Maybe they're the people that try to take that exit that you're not allowed to take. <laughs> it's blocked <laughs> off because it goes directly to the NSA. <laughs> I don't know. That's what happens. Maybe. I no, I mean, I'm, I see people changing tires. Like, I'm like, you could have done this a half a mile on either side of the NSA. And there's just like that one area right by the exit where people always break down. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Oh, weird. Yeah. Weird. Um, we would love to hear your guys's theories um and stories. Um, if you have stories about other sightings, incidents, things like that, or you have theories or anything about this particular situation, or if you were there yourself, um, if you saw any of this yourself, um I'll link it down in the show notes. Go to unsolved.com is the Unsolved Mysteries uh, webpage. Um, I will link this episode. We will also do try to make sure we put up, we will we will put up a um, Facebook on it. So come discuss it on the Facebook post. Um, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Till next time. <laughs> nanu, nanu. <laughs> <laughs> You're too old for that. I mean, you're you're too that young. E. For that. That's e. too, no, Nanu Nanu. Wait, what's that from? Mork Star Trek. Mark from Ork. Oh, okay, okay. Robin Williams. Yes, I'm too. That's I mean, well before your time. But I know what you're yeah. talking about. Okay. Sort of. Yeah. All right. God, I'm old. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ET phone home. That, yeah, ET phone home. <laughs> totally different. Different hand gesture and everything. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.